this is Rhetoric in Retrospect. I'm Max, and I'm joined here today by my friends, Ben and David. In this episode, we will be discussing smartphone addiction. The vast majority of Americans, 96%, now, now own a cell phone. Okay, the vast majority of Americans, 96%, now own a cell phone of some kind. The share of Americans that own smartphones is now 81%, up from just 35% in Pew Research Center's first survey of smartphone ownership conducted in 2011. So, Ben and David, you guys own phones, right? Define um, right? phone. Define phone. Uh, see, I'm not sure how they define it in these studies that Pew Research does, but I'd have to imagine that it'd be any sort of portable device such as an Android, iPod, or iPhone. I don't think you have to have a data plan or a, uh, a phone plan in order to have it qualify as a smartphone. What does it have to have access to? So, do you guys to? have, like, iPhones or iPods? I have an iPhone that does not have a SIM card. So I, think I have a flip phone that does have a SIM card. Oh, so David David is the one. I don't think it qualifies exactly as... Um, that qualifies exactly as a smartphone. That's In fact, sweet. I have other statistics that divide up the... <laughs> that divide up the statistics into smartphones in, like, flip phones, which is hmm. really interesting. But... Of Americans aged 18 to 29, 96% of them own a smartphone, which is really large if you yeah. don't know anything about statistics. Mm-hmm. Is it practically 100%. 96 is, is very close to 100%. Yes, <laughs> 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 so, 96% is a massive number. In every, every uh, 18 to 29-year-old has access to uh, Uber and Instagram and Facebook and Messenger mm-hmm. and all those things, all, all those services. The, no, the number, just, just a couple of other statistics, the number of smartphone users globally reached 3 billion in 2018, uh, which is That's a significant portion of the population. I, wa- I would like to see a map of distribution of smartphones. Because I can Ameri- imagine that America is a great deal, but then there's 3 billion, but since there's 8 billion people, the percentage must be much lower elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But then you also got to take into account, like, people who cannot afford a smartphone. Like, exactly, it's yeah. essentially everybody. Yeah. This statistic is really surprising to me. It says the average user spends 171 minutes on their phone every day. Now, I actually suspect that the actual numbers are are significantly greater than that statistic based. Yeah. Be, only because it, it was based off of a survey. Is they asked people straight yeah, exactly. up how much time do you spend time? I don't. I think people would tend be more willing to lie. Yeah. Yes. Or or to underestimate or combination of the both. But of, it, of both. If you go through like, if you say phones that are just sitting around. They're not being used at all, so if you factor that in, I guess it could be closer to that, but I don't think that should be factored in. So this vast 
basically everybody has uh, uh, a very powerful computer in their pockets, basically at all times, is that smartphones are sized so that it can be carried wherever you go. Uh-huh. And this allows for incredible potential and improvements of, in the quality of life of everyday citizens in even just on the communication level is that smartphones have done a great deal is for, for absolutely without without spending any money i can i can facetime my cousins who live halfway across the earth for absolutely free and basically no latency you can see each other face to face which is remarkable presses. considering how much a call even just halfway across america would cost back in the day yeah we we've made incredible leaps and bounds in communication technology. Um, oh, but that that's not even all that smartphones can be used for. Is they can also be used for navigation, which is a huge part of everyday lives. Reliance on smartphones specifically, I think, is eighty one percent of um, Americans use their smartphone for navigation, and I certainly believe that map navigation is all but obsolete. Is it uh, Google Maps and Apple Maps have become the the national standard? Uh huh. And which is a great thing. So people people don't get lost as often. Yeah. It's, it's hard to imagine crossing the country, going on road trips without the technology of the smartphones. Uh huh. It yeah. That, that would be an interesting thought experiment. What would happen? What would be the the consequences? Yes. Uh and. Yeah, also other health health and services are becoming more viable with the smartphones. Mm-hmm. And even in the after the during the pandemic, the use of smartphones for health and services have um been put into even more use in recent times as in-person doctor visits have um been basically made are aren't viable anymore. Yeah. And and so people are FaceTiming their doctors, which is an incredible use of the technology we all have to improve every, people's lives and keep them up on <laughs> um, checkups. Yeah. Um, it... So, yeah, you can, sorry. No, not at all. It's a wonderful tool. But, yeah, I'm sure you'll talk about how it can be overused, but especially now it's wonderful that we have the flexibility to use it because where would we be without it yes and well smartphones have been oh my goodness smartphones are mostly yes smartphones aren't all good however is that um as as we will learn uh, uh, yes as we will learn, smart use of smartphones and dependence on smartphones in everyday lives comes with a whole host of other issues related to smartphone addiction. Yeah. Uh, according to some studies, 71% of people say that they sleep next to or with their smartphone. <laughs> and Wait, uh, C- could you make a distinction there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does next to and with mean? Like, yes, do- um... Uh, allow me to read the exact quote. A large majority of respondents, 71%, said that they usually sleep with or next to their mobile phone. And 3% of those people say they usually sleep with their, sleep with their device in their hand. 
13% said they kept it on their bed, and 55% leave it on a nightstand. How can you have your phone on your bed? I don't know. I'd be too scared to crush it. <laughs> yeah. But it seems like a significant <laughs> portion of American, uh, of the sample, keep it on their bed. That um, is very peculiar. Yeah. We should probably make the distinction of maybe we could try to explain why smartphones are ad addictive or like studies what people use them for because i think it's a very broad category that everybody pretty much lumps them under it's smartphones but it's pretty much just a portal to a, a big library or a meeting room or whatever yeah do you think that most people would use it in term for social for social media platforms such as twitter instagram facebook yeah youtube however i i don't actually know i don't think basically just just by the nature of the the data uh -huh. is i don't think collecting such data is really viable because not only would you have to there's lots of legal problems <laughs> with basically collecting the massive amounts of data and then conglomerating that because in order for that to even track what services people use most often it would require each app to record data and then confer with one another, or well, for the main device like Apple, yeah, so like the Apple product. Apple and their screen time could do it, but I don't think they ever would. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that it's really viable. Our, and the, that's the thing. That's the problem with most of these studies is that they all rely on surveys done as opposed to. Um, as, as opposed to, you know, hard data. Yeah. In, you would think for such a technological platform that you'd think that they'd be able to just record data on people's activities, uh -huh. but alas, it's not legal or feasible. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately. Well, maybe Hopefully fortunately, but... <laughs> maybe fortunately. <laughs> I, I don't think we'd be ready for the real truth. No. So... I think that it is an important distinction to be made, though. Um, that I think there's two arguments, at least in my eyes, against smartphones. One for the the physical, like, having your eyes focused on one spot for so long isn't good for them, or the brightness and the blue light, or whatever it is. And there's plenty of those arguments, and in my mind, that's one field. And then the other category is what the smartphone is actually doing, because the smartphone itself isn't doing much. It's acting like, like we said, it's a portal to the vast trove of um, knowledge that is the internet and social interactions and etc. So, I think yeah, that, I think what I'm talking about, hmm? what I'm talking about here is mostly related to the psychological effects of the uh, the destinations you can access using a smartphone. Yeah. And in the yeah, the overall effect. I think that the psychological that all these all these ideas of smartphone addiction, the problems with with general device usage, they're very recent problems. Yes. And like I said, it smartphone usage in uh is is up 81% just in 2011 considering it. so we've had a lot of catching up to do in terms of studies and it's 
the, the number of cell phone users incre- is increasing exponentially. So you're saying all these statistics, and mm-hmm. I am wondering, I don't know, uh, why are these things bad, and why do they apply to me? Because I, I don't have a phone. Or I, I have a phone, but it's not a smartphone. Uh, why why does this apply to me? Uh, I think that even if people don't use phones or don't own phones, um, it's important because other people use phones. <laughs> and so what this basically s- smartphone addiction could affect perhaps your friends or your family and thankfully it's it's not that prevalent uh smartphone addiction but yes it could it it could impact you personally even if you aren't uh vulnerable to such psychological afflictions what what, what's so bad about it what's what's so bad about yeah cell phone usage yeah uh I'll get into that. I basically the basis of all these issues uh, boils down to reliance and the um, reliance on cell phones generally. And what happens when you use cell phones as frequently as people do? I mean, one hundred and seventy-one minutes is still a significant portion um, that people spend on smartphones every day. Mm-hmm. And so, when people use cell phones as frequently as they do, we see the general um, the general patterns emerge that people overuse smartphones. I- I'm not sure if I'm yeah transmitting my ideas clearly. And a, a question that what you just said brings up is what what's the distinction we're making between smartphones and other devices that access the internet? For example, computers or TVs or whatever it is, right? So what what's the difference between those three? I guess that is a good thing. Because hmm. hmm. in my mind, computers aren't that much different from cell phones. I think the main differences are you can't call people very easily, at least, on a computer. But there's plenty of other ways you can communicate with people. That's, that's just one of many you can um, use... Up, plenty of other messaging platforms on a computer still um you can i think that the key distinction between between phones and laptops is that phones people generally carry their phones on them all the time and so what tends to happen is when i i I talk about this later in a lot of other studies Basically, people are uh, psychologically affected by their pings, like phone vibrations and phone notifications. Uh-huh. And so when you have a device that is a portal to so many other platforms constantly uh, calling your attention, it poses a, a threat psychologically. It's like um, being in a separate world. Yeah. Yes. And Right, but why... Is, why, why... I don't know. I'm I'm trying to get at why why is it bad to be in a separate world or to be reliant on a cell phone? 
this is a question that I've asked myself many times, and my conclusion is that it, it seems to generally be perceived, just in general, as a bad thing, right? Like, you think, oh, the X amount of hours on screens, oh, how terrible, right? But in my mind, the difference between reading a book on a phone or a computer or an e-reader or whatever and actually going to the library and getting the physical book and reading it in person is ease of use because you can so easily transfer between platforms on a computer or a phone and it's all on whims. And I think that maybe th th this is just a, a thought I just had to throw out there is maybe it's you have to sort of be dedicated to do something in actuality if we didn't have the internet like if you, if you had to read a book go, if you had to go to the library to read a book right then if you, you would really have to want to read that book to make the effort to go get in the car and drive there and pick up the book and return it within xyz time and read it within that time and actually pay attention to it whereas with a book you can click a few buttons have it sent to you and if you like it sure if you don't like it click return, you don't have to go back to the library in person. So maybe dedication, whims, ease of use, that, that's my scattered thoughts. I definitely agree that, uh, that I, 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 I'm actually, I'm sorry guys, because I thought that I was prepared and I'm not prepared. Um, I, I, I do actually, I, I agree that it is an important thing because we say, I say the, that the um, phone usage goes up it is has been steadily increasing. It's a, an upward trend. However, most of the uh, distaste towards cell phone usage may just be because of stigma. I mean, cell phones are have only been a thing for maybe fifteen to twenty years, and if if we were if we were to record re-record this, um. I, I would seriously have to get to the root of that problem is that why so we, we use more we use cell phones a lot but why is it bad I think certainly certainly being tied to the little device in your pocket and the whims of its creators isn't uh, a great thing I but I I know that there is a more uh, to tie it in with any secular listeners is that I know there's a reason why it's bad, such as psychological dependence on this small device in your pocket. Yeah. And I don't think like if you're at a party or something, you're tuned to your name being called, right? And your phone is essentially calling your name when it gives you notification. But I think that you're right. The main difference is it's one thing that's very small, easily lost, and having your happiness depending on one thing isn't always the best. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's a general curve. Um, but in terms of just cell phone usage, is I have this one study that basically points, it reaches the conclusion that in the presence of um, your cell phone, your psychological capabilities are greatly diminished. Basically, you get dumber in the presence of your phone. Um, I'm not sure. So, 
it was in a subject size of 800. I'm not sure how significant that is. But basically, the experiment that they carried out was they put people in a room with a computer that um, had a series of tests um, that required their full capability full concentration in order to score well and the tests were created to measure the participants available cognitive capacity so basically their intelligence at the time and then in the begin before the or before they started the test the participants were instructed to place their smartphones either on the desk in their pocket or in another room and um and also, the cell phones were on silent. And so what the researchers found out was that participants with the phones in another room significantly outperformed those with the phones on their desk or in their pocket. Yeah, right. But I think the the same can be said for some something like a, a calculator, right? If you have a calculator right, need, right near you while you're doing a math lesson, I guess. I don't know. Um, Sometimes you can be reliant on it. You can just look to it for the answer for the explanation, and it's not going to give you any explanation. It's just going to spit out some some number, some calculation, and mm-hmm. you don't think as creatively as you would without it. But it's necessary sometimes, so that's my two cents. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it does come down to the level of dependence, because well, we shouldn't have all of our happiness resting on one object or whatever. We we need to be dependent on some things. Other, like, well, for example, it, it's a fun thought experiment. What would happen if um, there was a coronal mass ejection and EMP hit the Earth and all technology was wiped out? What would we do, right? It's reliance. I don't think it's necessarily bad. I think it can be bad, like you said, Max, and the studies say. But I don't think it's inherently so. Because if if we ditched all technology and said, oh, now we'll send letters to each other because we don't want to be using this this bad thing that is technology, then, well, you're relying on the post office or whatever. There, there's always going to be something. Right? Yeah. Mm, correct. But I guess there's there's one thing we should always be reliant on above all for for us, of course, as individuals. That 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 that's the the best example you can find of our reliance on something. What would we do without our savior? And I think that technology is a, a well. I, I suppose I shouldn't draw that parallel, but uh, a, another thing we depend on not as heavily, obviously, but it's something that links up like. Our our phone can represent our our friends and our family and all the people that we know, right? And knowledge and books and stories and all all sorts of things. So I think that my conclusion generally is that technology is a tool that can be used for dual purposes and well, the tool that can have some dangers. Like uh, I don't know the. It, it it's a relatively minor concern is like our eye strain or posture, whatever, right? But I think that our main conversation here is talking about the psychological effects. 
there's another in, really interesting phenomenon that occurs to people who own cell phones is it isn't very doc it isn't documented very well, but it's called phantom vibrations in which people experience falsely perceiving that their phone is vibrating or ringing. Huh. And it's it's really interesting. It isn't very well documented, which is why it may not be as credible. But it's sort of like hearing your name called when nothing really happened. Yeah. Uh, it sort of shows that you're expecting it in the... um. Yes, it's as if their mind is playing tricks on them. It. Yeah, the the first thing my mind jumps to there is Pavlov's dog. It, if you're un, unfamiliar with that experiment, it's that... I don't know what his first name is. Let's see. Pavlov. Um, that's Ivan Pavlov. So he was a Russian physiologist and n- known for his work in conditioning. And he conditioned his dog so that whenever he rang a bell, he would give the dog a treat or something, right? So then whenever he rang the bell, the dog would preemptively start drooling, right? So I suppose a similar thing could be applied to smartphones and say, when we hear a notification come in, or our computers or our TVs or whatever it is, when you hear a notification come in or something, then we we automatically think, but at least I usually do run through all the possibilities. Is this some urgent message from someone? But if you, it's almost always not. So I don't know if we, what do we think our conclusion with that sort of conditioning is good or bad? Oh, I, I definitely think it's bad. It shows an over-reliance on, on, on technology. Well, an, another point we thought of was distractions. How, smartphones are easily distracting and i think we can tie this into another point that we had that there are plenty of corporations whose full-time job it is is to analyze you specifically and keep you on their app within the smartphone for this much time that's not necessarily a bad thing right we're not saying that it's bad to like be on facebook and know what other people are doing and learn on i don't know whatever I think a good uh, recommended, well, it's not recommended reading, but recommended watching is The Social Dilemma. Yes, I have uh, not watched that yet, but I have heard great things yeah. about it. Oh, I, I, I have watched that. It, I, I felt as though it went too much into the, um, it, it was over-dramatized, certainly. I, I felt as though it was over-dramatized. It did make a lot of good points about uh, the attachment to to smartphones and social media. Basically what it, for for anybody who didn't who didn't watch it, what it went into deeply was um how smartphone how social media applications like Facebook, Instagram and yeah, I, th- I think those are the main offenders is that they're they're constantly trying to get you to stay on the app. And so what they do is they develop algorithms that optimize the amount what well, content that they show you in order to uh, keep you on for as long as possible. Uh, it's similar to the uh, way that slot machines sort of uh, learn your behaviors 
in order to um, maximize their profit while still keeping you playing the game. And like like we said before, it, it's not inherently bad, but it can often be bad when there's too much of a good thing or too much of a thing in general that anything in excess is toxic pretty much. I don't know. Could we think of any exceptions to that rule? But in general, yeah, yeah I'm yes, sure we yes, can, we can think of exceptions. But as a general rule of thumb, most things in excess are bad, and that includes anything that one might do on a smartphone. So uh, another good point that we came up with, and I like your wording of this, David, not in phone land or distracting from present reality. So I think that our devices in general do, and like you said earlier, Max, when we get a ping, our our first desire is to urgently respond to it because it must needing be needing to respond to needing to be responded to now but that's often not the case and it negatively impacts our relationships i think mm-hmm. when we're constantly jumping off into to phone land and also subconsciously you, you you say well i'm already on my phone so why not check this and this and this and this mm-hmm. and exactly it, it goes on in that cycle and then another person texts you and then you're <laughs> you're on and you're kind of ignoring the world around you and so it, it really adds up yeah mm-hmm. so I, I think that our, our call to action at least for this point is don't be in phone land when you're with other people people, <laughs> people can wait <laughs> but i definitely I, I definitely I definitely agree that it's the, the social norm nowadays is as it should be it be in the present, not on your phone during yeah. I don't know, when when you're having dinner. The during meals. I, that's a Yeah, that's when a you're huge sitting thing. down with other people, talking with other people in general. Yeah, be present. I think that's a good general rule of thumb, be present. It's almost going back to, to last episode with the the social norms exactly. and the, yeah. all the rules, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. because a phone and phone use, if you're in phone land, a lot of the time, or even I don't know, a moderate amount of the time, maybe a bit more, it it can negatively impact uh, your relationships with people, and it can also negatively impact. This is more minor, but the atmosphere of the entire situation yeah. or of the room. And yeah, some, some things that need to be said can be ignored by mm-hmm. those on a phone. And it all, it's a big cycle of. Yeah. Ignore. Ig- ignor- ignoration? Yeah. <laughs> ignorance? Ignorance? I think that's it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Which, which of you would like to bring up our last point? Ooh. 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 <laughs> okay. I, okay, so I think there's one obvious one for, an obvious point of why we shouldn't be relying on smartphones for us three Uh and for a lot of our listeners, but there is a more general point, and that is that we should not be relying on something that is not necessarily beneficial for our lives. Uh, like yeah. a drug, it can be, it can be used. Some drugs can be used for good, but if you are reliant on them, just like a phone to survive, essentially, it can negatively affect your entire life and uh, absolutely those around you. 
because they have emotional connection to you and they know you. And so, yeah, I think that being reliant on a phone can absolutely be negatively impactful on your life if it turns to an obsession. But for, uh, uh, from a Christian perspective, I think we should not be reliant on our phones because it is a form of, or it can be a form of idolatry. Yeah. And so we can be completely 100% reliant on our phone for our daily interactions and waking up in the morning, not like an alarm, but Mm. waking up in the morning or a purpose to wake up in the morning is to check Instagram, to check if anybody has sent anything to you. It can be an obsession. Absolutely. And so I think that it can, and therefore negatively impact everything. And so I think it can, it, it, we should not rely on smartphones. And I think that's a good general rule of thumb on reliance. I mean, there there's a very few things on which we should pretty much fully rely. There's a physical things like in order to survive, we need water and food. But in terms of the spiritual realm, the only thing that we should ultimately rely on as Christians is Christ and the word of God. So absolutely, yes. we can rely to lesser degrees on our fr- friends and family. I mean, where would we be without other people? Humans are designed to be around other people, but we shouldn't have ultimate reliance on any of them. Yes, even water, which is necessary for life, cannot be used in excess. Otherwise, it becomes toxic. Dihydrogen monoxide kill. Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... (laughs) Uh, So what what is the main... I see a fat spider and I kill him. (laughs) Uh, I'm a scared at the same time. Good luck. (laughs) What do we do? (laughs) We should keep this in. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. 100%. So, what should our main takeaway be? I think smartphones in moderation is the general, is the general gist. Yeah, everything in moderation, pretty much, and smartphones in particular, obviously. And I, for one, have really liked the topic of, or not the topic. the The topic is good too, though. the 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 flow of this episode, we've had a lot of fun. I think, um, going where our thoughts take us, and I think we've come away with a lot of good takeaways. And yeah, so no one enough is enough. So our limits in general. So not necessarily smartphone bad, but just just in moderation. Bad. Be aware. I feel like we yeah. fall into that trap, which is why, which is why it was. It's I felt as though it was a shame that I didn't include very much the positive effects of smartphones because there's so many great things that smartphones have done. Uh, I did talk about the communication in general, but now, like, now we can connect with people who we would we would never have thought we would connect before. Like, my dad always talks about, and I've never experienced this, but I, I know that it happens commonly enough to my parents is that when they're talking to, they're, so they'll be talking, so Facebook basically pairs them up and says, hey, here's this person. We think you know them. And it turns out that to be a um, a high school classmate or somebody that they haven't thought of in, in years and years when, and Facebook happily reuni- reunites it, and it's because of Facebook's optimized um, algorithms that look for relationships between 
uh, friends of friends. And so it's really remarkable how this tool can be used to uh, access the wealth of information to connect people. And it, it's, it, it's truly a blessing. It is in many, many, many ways. What would we do without it? We have very long communication times. This podcast wouldn't be possible. We'd still be sitting in a coffee shop discussing all these things by ourselves. And you would be able to hear our wonderful conversations. Oh, <laughs> there's limitless positive applications of technology. I think there's some people who are vehemently against smartphones, like at all. Uh, miss oftentimes that smartphones have done more than more good than evil. I I think to certainly to a certain extent, is um, smartphones have enriched the lives of many, and. However, once again, yes, it should, even though it's good, it should be used in moderation. It's about striking that balance. And so, as always, to, to conclude our episode after we've heard our, actually, we must say our, our recommended re, or watching in this case. What, 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 what would yeah. you recommend? Recommended for what? For, for smartphones? For, for, for smartphones, yes. The recommended watching. Electronic.com slash smartphone dash addiction dash statistics. No, no, not that one. No. There was another one. You said. What was it? The social dilemma. Yes. So. Oh, yeah. Though I haven't watched it. I trust these two, and they say to watch The Social Dilemma. So go watch The Social Dilemma. And as always, you're. But also know that it's a work of fiction. Yeah, overly dramatized, <laughs> they say. So, yeah. Yes, it's, it's often on your guard. Which is actually highly ironic because you know who published it? Netflix. That's right. You know, Netflix is one of the greatest like abusers of, of a, a technology addiction. You know, they release, they purposefully hold back episodes so they can be released, released all at once. Netflix actively abdicates for the binge, the Netflix and chill. Yeah. They're the main instigator. I don't know why we're listening to them, but we do. And it's actually very good. So okay. go watch The Social Dilemma. Go, go watch The Social Dilemma. Sounds good. And as always, your your questions, comments, quandaries and corrections are greatly appreciated i don't think i said those in the right order but they're all there <laughs> please email us at rhetoric and retrospect gmail.com we have had so few emails it's sad please email us <laughs> we're, we're desperate we, we, we need something to no, respond no, to no, <laughs> the emails no, that no, we no, have no. so the emails that we have not... had are yeah, yeah yes we are incredible so, please we'd love to respond so to any of your emails so email us at rhetoric and retrospect at gmail.com we're not that desperate, Ben. Yeah, we are. <laughs> um, um, so we would greatly appreciate it. We would yes. greatly appreciate it. And so yes. I think Indeed. with that out of the way, I think that's all from us. So for now, signing off. Till next week. Bye. Bye.